0: And now, Box 39 Red Button is handing over its slot to one of its stablemate programs. Welcome to Bill's Big Bag of Musicologies, where we cast our ears back to musical selections from past editions of Box 39 and the essential analyses and commentaries by Guppy Productions' very own Aid. That is to say, me. This is Cone Radio on 106.6 FM. Here we have the musicologies from an episode of Box 39 on the topic of money.
1: you can give them to the birds and bees I need money That's what I want
2: That's what I want that's what I want That's what I want, yeah Oh, that's what I want
1: That's what I want Your love gives me such a thrill But your love
0: Now if you were to ask me what was the first money I ever owned and when was it, then that's easy. It was on the 23rd of May 1969 and it was a £1 note tucked inside a birthday card from my auntie Chrissy, who worked in a bank, which at the time I assumed was where she'd got it from. Not that I really understood what banking was, because I was only five years old. She sent me a pound every year until 1973 when there was a fibre tucked inside the birthday card instead, which was very pleasing indeed, to say the least. I learnt a sobering life lesson, though, on the 23rd of May, 1974. The card from Auntie Chrissy reverted to containing just a single pound note. It was the first time in my life that I had felt disappointment with the amount of money I had in my hand. And sadly, it wasn't to be the last time. 1986 and 1989, I didn't pay any tax, I admit it. I didn't have any money in my bank account either, and nobody who gave me money had any documentation indicating that I worked for them. I went around with a wad of cash in my back pocket. Sometimes it was thick, sometimes it was thin. People would push cash into my hands in a pub, in their houses, occasionally in the street. I ducked and dived. I worked for a while at a stage school and I was given a brown envelope every Friday afternoon no payslip no transfer just cash it was handed to me personally by the owner a crooked ex can-can dancer from the 1950s who drove a Rolls-Royce one Friday afternoon I ducked I told her that it wasn't enough she said that's all you're getting so I dived I quit there and then left her in the lurch But it was okay. I had that wad in my back pocket. And such is the nature of ducking and diving. I know exactly the day when I had the most money in my life, the 30th of November 2006. That was the wealthiest moment in my life. We built the house that we live in to this day, using cash, no mortgage. It had been a slow undulating climb to that day, and it has been a slow and undulating descent ever since. Is that how life is supposed to be? When I was a kid, I think I assumed that people just had more and more money as they got older. I also assumed that people ended up with more money than their parents had had. Maybe that's how it used to be, but I don't think it's true anymore. It seems odd, though. Politicians for 50 years have talked of growth, 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 while many people for those 50 years have been standing still. To what beneficiaries has all this growth been going?
2: to keep
3: When I saw my deal, I felt
2: pressure Don't wanna see the numbers, I wanna see happen You say, could you write a song for me? I say, I'm sorry, I won't that happen I tend to close the door I never want to know. So sing with me Can't you see? I don't have One way on my line One way on my mind. I do it for I do it for the long I don't have One way on my line One way on my I do it for I do it for the love I do it for the long I do it for the long Please don’t get me wrong. I want to keep them
0: moving and what I'm not We have the freedom to work for whomever we want. If we don’t like the conditions or the remuneration, we are free to walk away. There is no coercion and violence against the poor is not allowed. All this talk of the violence of poverty and subhuman wages is part of the gormless ideological chatter of pastimes. We are now post-ideological. Nowadays we derive our objectivity from one of the purest forms of human knowledge, mathematics. Employers pay as little as is mathematically possible in the economic process and keep for themselves as much as is mathematically possible. In some tourist resorts around the world, for example, serving staff are paid nothing at all on the assumption that they will survive on tips from tourists. If they don't like that, there are others desperate enough to take their place. The logic of all this can be demonstrated using empirical data and equations. Beware of malcontents who brand this kind of purity ideological. What nonsense! How can using something as objective as mathematics to allocate wealth be ideological?
3: You're listening to Bill's Big Bag of Musicologies, an intriguing compilation of AIDS musical choices and the odd commentaries he thinks we need to hear.
0: I got constructively dismissed on my credit card about 10 years ago, or at least that's how I see it. I'd had the card for almost 30 years, and I don't think the credit card company had made any money out of me at all, because I wasn't the kind of customer they wanted. I always settled up promptly in order to never pay interest. What they wanted were people who are just paying a fortune in interest month after month and just keeping their heads, expensively, above water. Anyway, there was a contrived bit of nonsense involving an unpaid, unauthorized transaction, a long and costly international phone call about why the transaction was unauthorized, which they forgot, and then some punitive interest and a kind of fine, which I ignored and I tossed my card away. Anyway, there was no need to worry. Ten years later, and now, in Indonesia, we can do pretty much any money-related stuff with our phones. You love it when all that eventually comes to the backwater of northeast Essex.
2: So bring back the beat, and then everyone sings and it's about the money, money, money. We don't need, we
1: don't need your money, money, money. No, no, we, we don't,
2: don't need it. it. Oh, she's a gold digger.
3: Way over town, that digs on me. Uh. Give me money. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Ain't saying she a gold digger, But she ain't messin' with no broke broke. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down Get down, girl, gon' head, get down Get down, girl, gon' head, get down Get down, girl, gon' head head You need a Better at a beauty salon with a baby Louis Vuitton Under her underarm she said, I could tell you rock, I could tell by your charm as girls, you gotta flock I could tell by your charm and your arm But I'm looking for the one, have you seen her? My psychic told me she'll have a act like Serena Trina, Gina for Lopez Four kids and I gotta take all they bad to show this Okay, get your kids, but then they got their friends I put up in the bins, they all gotta be in We all went to den and then I had to pay If you f***ing with this girl, then you better be paid you know why Take too much to touch her. From what I heard she got a baby my buster. My best friend she
0: used to Thanks to the generosity of Wivenhoe residents who've paid for my many travels, I have been fortunate enough to have visited various places around the world, rich and poor. Anyway, it got me to thinking, how can we define the word poverty in a way that means it can be used in both rich and poor countries? Poverty in Indonesia is not going to be the same as poverty in North East Essex, clearly. But we can't say there is no poverty in the UK, because poor people in the UK aren't as poor as poor people in Indonesia are. Well, I've hammered out a way of defining poverty in conversations with numerous taxi drivers. If you have no savings, nothing stashed away for a rainy day, no assets you can quickly sell, and a medical crisis or a loss of your job would spell instant economic disaster. If you are that vulnerable, that susceptible to a sudden crippling financial capsizing, with no way of fending it off or insulating yourself from it, then that is poverty.
3: She messing with no broke, broke. Uh. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. Uh. She messing with no broke, broke. Uh. You damn girl, go head get, uh. get, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get
0: down girl, ahead. This is Cone Radio on 106.6 FM. Here we have the musicologies from an episode of Box 39 on the topic of winning. David devotes a chapter of There's Only One Way to Win to modern football. Vinnie Jones famously crunched the testicles of Paul Gascoigne during a 1987 match. Roy Keane's horror tackle on Manchester City's Alfing Haaland in 2001 contributed to the midfielder's early retirement. Chile's Gonzalo Jara poked his finger right up the striker Edison Cavani's anus at the 2015 Copa America. Luis Suarez has bitten three players during his career. At Liverpool, he bit Chelsea's Branislav. Ivanovic on the arm, and during the 2014 World Cup, he sunk his gnashes into Italy's Giorgio Cellini. Liverpool defender Neil Razor Ruddock put in a brutal challenge on Manchester United's ace Andy Cole during a game in 1996, saying, I didn't mean to break both his legs, I only meant to break one. Rangers striker Duncan Ferguson got a prison sentence in 1995 for headbutting butting Wraith Rovers' John McStay. And what do these players all have in common, writes Lord David? They are all winners, and modern football is modern football. Lord Davy devotes a chapter of There's Only One Way to Win to the highly competitive world of animal shows. There's dyed dog fur and braces on cat's teeth. In dairy cows there have been udders pumped with air to look plump, which can lead to acute mastitis. A jet black rooster that won a grand first prize turned out to be actually white. Some dog owners have had false testicles implanted on neutered dogs to increase the chance of winning a prize. Random urine and blood tests need to be carried out for horses competing in exhibition dressage events. And how can this obsession with winning be explained, asked Lord David. Well, he is sympathetic. People love animals. People want to see their animals win in competitions. People who aren't willing to do whatever it takes, perhaps just don't love their animals enough. People who lack the will to win, and also hate animals, lack in basic humanity. Losers and animal haters are not fully human. Lord David makes a strong case in his new book, There's Only One Way to Win, available now from Cone Radio.
4: Hello, I'm Bill Lawrence, and this is my Big Bag of Onions. Bill's Big Bag of Onions is on Colm Radio every Sunday from 10pm to midnight.
0: Wrong! It's every Tuesday at 8pm.
4: And again on Monday nights from midnight to 2am.
0: Wrong! The repeat is on Sunday nights at 10pm.
4: The fragments of spoken words are his onions crafted eclectic music provides his big bag and bill is the only broadcaster in northeast essex who could be bothered to do it
0: no no actually you're quite right i pressed the button by accident
4: bill's big bag of onions late night dreamscape radio for any time of the day
2: can't touch this you can't touch this you can't touch this this. My, 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 can't my music this. hits me so
3: hard, makes me say, oh my lord, thank you for blessing me when I'm mine to and too hype it feels good when you know you're down, a super dope homeboy from the oak town, and I'm known
2: as such, and this is a uh, you can't touch I told you homeboy, you can't touch this, yeah, that's how we living and you know, you can't touch this, look at my eyes, man, you can't touch this fresh new kicks and bands. you got to like that
0: Lord David devotes a whole chapter of There's Only One Way to Win to the case of David versus Goliath. Lord David was named after the famous Biblical David who has been an inspiration all his life. Samuel prophesizes the end of the reign of the ruthless and power-hungry King Saul of Israel and anoints shepherd's son David, the chosen successor. Wishing to destroy the kind-hearted and wise young man, malevolent Abner sends David to make peace with Israel's army, the Philistines. Philistine leader King Asrod says his people will lay down their arms if David can slay the powerful giant Goliath. And, of course, he does exactly that. The moral of this story? Many believe the moral is that David knew size doesn't matter. It's heart, courage, and commitment that matters. Think bigger than the challenge, be bigger than the obstacle, and act as if it's impossible for you to fail. Lord David sees it otherwise. A careful new translation from the original Greek and Aramaic scriptures by Price University reveals that David, in winning against Goliath, in fact, simply used anabolic steroids. You can't touch this.
2: You better get a hype, boy, because you know you can't. You can't touch this. Ring the bell. School's back in. Break it down.
0: David devotes a chapter of There's Only One Way to Win to competitive amateur tennis. He explains that many people don't realize that tennis is a brutal game of psychological warfare. Far from the country club genteel reputation of the sport, real competitive tennis is full of legal and illegal psychological manipulation and outright cheating. There's only one way to win at tennis, says Lord David, and that means calling balls out that are on the line, playing out balls as in and then arguing about it, arguing about anything, calling false servlets, changing the score, talking to the opponent, unnecessary small talk and compliments, bathroom breaks, stalling or speeding up play, illegal coaching, moon balls, grunting, making noise during the point, bouncing around on return of serve, squeaking feet as a distraction, cheering or celebrating loudly, insults, intimidation, bouncing the ball many, many times before serving, asking for the score repeatedly. These explains Lord David are the things that make tennis a beautiful game.
3: Listening to Bill's Big pack of Musicologies, an astounding compilation of AIDS' choices of music and the unexpected things he says.
0: David devotes a chapter of There's Only One Way to Win to the sport of golf. Donald Trump is world famous for his cheating at golf. Lord David, however, is sympathetic. He points out that Trump learned some of his dirty tricks from the hustlers at a gritty public course in West Philadelphia. In searching for deeper motivations, Lord David plays the psychiatrist. He says, Trump can't stand not winning, not being the best. It started very early in his development. He exaggerates his golf scores and his handicap for the same reason. He exaggerates everything. He has to. He exhibits all the traits of a narcissistic personality disorder. Lord David continues, if you'll cheat to win at golf, is it that much further to cheat to win an election, to turn a congressional vote, to stop an investigation? If you'll lie about every aspect of the game of golf, is it that much further to lie about your taxes, your relationship with the Russians, your groping of women? Lord David asks, what does that matter? After all, Trump is a winner through and through, like the 2020 election, for example.
1: We could be heroes Whoa. We could be here I, I
2: will be
0: David devotes a chapter of There's Only One Way to Win to the sport of competitive chess. Online chess enjoyed a boom during COVID as people stuck at home sought new hobbies. With that has come a significant new phenomenon, a rise in the use of powerful chess calculators to what some call cheating on a scale reminiscent of the scandals that have dogged cycling and athletics. At the heart of the supposed problem are programs or apps that can rapidly calculate near-perfect moves in any situation. Lord David welcomes these developments and frames them positively as innovations that engender perfect chess. But he warns that this new approach faces dire threats from chess's deep state. To counter these chess engines, players in more and more top matches must agree to be recorded by multiple cameras, be available on Zoom or WhatsApp at any time, and grant remote access to their computers. They are not allowed to leave their screens even for toilet breaks. In some cases, they must have a proctor or invigilator search their room and then sit with them throughout the match. Lord David decries all this as competitive correctness gone mad. This is Cone Radio on 106.6 FM. Here we have the musicologies from an episode of Box 39 on the topic of What's Coming Soon from Global Digital Retail here on Cone Radio. soon on Colm Radio, Global Digital Retail presents outspoken conservative Facebook commentator who left her native South Africa when Nelson Mandela was released, Pauline Bush, as she travels around Central South and Southwest Essex, visiting towns and villages and talking to people in the street. Pauline, who's already attracted attention with her regular letters to Colm Radio's Box 39, has some strong opinions. Yes, Hideous Towns, presented by freelance firebrand, Pauline Bush. Follow her earnest invective as she visits Braintree, Brentwood and Basildon, and then as she gets angrier and angrier moving through Romford, Ilford and Chigwell. Pauline has a lot to say, and Lord David Price likes it. So tune in soon at 3am on Wednesday mornings to Hideous Towns, only here on Cone Radio. about it first here on Cone Radio. Global Digital Retail is moving into the online dating business with its brand new app called Love Absolutely Guaranteed. And that guarantee is made by none other than Lord David Price himself with his brand new innovative approach to the lonely hearts problem. Once you join having paid your fee, you upload some pictures of yourself and then fill in the profile with personal details, including hobbies and interests. The secret love absolutely guaranteed algorithms miraculously match you up with people from all around the world. And here's the unique selling point that places this app head and shoulders above all the rest. You make one non-returnable £1,000 payment and then, in the full knowledge that the people you will meet online will be love-hungry and well healed enough to afford to spend one grand on a thing like this. And then you can make your own way in the dating world, on your own, in the world of romance, without any more magic touches, by Lord David, being necessary go forth and multiply safely with Global Digital Retail's Love Absolutely Guaranteed. Bill's big bag of musicologies.
2: i very swift to be home. Some people do it, some see right the way. Some theyar pajamas if only they knew it. In the pajama people are boring me to be
0: Coming soon on cone Radio, Global Digital Retail presents. Pajama People, presented by a non-sentient text-to-speech application using a female Australian accent setting, with questions written by a 19-year-old intern called Gareth at Lord David Price's Crockleford Heath office, and featuring executives over the age of 55 who've been abruptly laid off by global digital retail. Denied their company pension and with their salary stopped, they've been offered instead an annual spot on Cone Radio's Pajama People.
4: Pajama People, it's a Pajama People special.
0: Yes, Pajama People, a middle of the night conversation program where laid off global digital retail executives can answer Gareth's interesting questions, voiced by a computer that sounds like an Australian woman. Coming soon, Only here on Cone Radio.
3: You're listening to Bill's Big Buck of Musicologies, celebrating the genius of AIDS musical selections and the unusual things he says.
0: Coming soon on Cone Radio, Global Digital Retail presents These Are Days I Remember, which features the first community radio format of its kind in Britain. Lord David Price calls it vanity broadcasting, and each week, at his own expense, Mango Dread from Shrub End will use medical cannabis here in Cone Radio Towers and then talk for an hour about days he can remember since 2018 when he was first prescribed it by a medical specialist. In the wee small hours, he will try to stick to one day at a time, stuff he remembers. But, as Lord David has said, Mango is paying £500 to make each show, so he can talk about whatever he wants. Yes, these are Days I Remember, featuring Mango Dread in his very own self-financed show. Episode 1 will feature what Mango remembers about the day he spent all his money on cheese and toast and hot chocolate in a small cafe in Ipswich, and so had to walk the 20 miles home to Shrub End. Episode 2 will be about the day he watched three episodes of Homeland, in the wrong order, and yet felt that the plot made sense regardless. Coming soon... Only here on Cone Radio.
1: By a blue in you.
0: This is Cone Radio on 106.6 FM. Here we have the musicologies from an episode of Box 39 on the topic of Denmark.
4: Hello, Lord David Price here, and I want to tell you about the newest addition to my global digital retail empire of fun. My new Danish-themed holiday park, Herring World. Yes, you heard that right, listeners. Herring World. Forget that other Danish-style resort of Legoland. This is officially over three hundred percent better for your happiness, and of course, significantly better for my bank account. Recently opened in the beautiful North Essex village of Rockingham St. Mavis, there is cheap parking in nearby Rockingham St. Mungo, and twice weekly bus connections to Ipswich and Braintree. Herring World has over 55 tempting attractions. Tour the Herring Model Workshop and build a fish-based model yourself, which will be displayed in the central packing shed for everyone to see. Ride the thrilling whale meets roller coaster Watch the Pirates of Sardine Bay stunt show and join ordinary people on the minimum wage as they prepare genuine Polish-reared Scottish salmon in the world's first interactive fish gutting and frozen fish musical theatre experience. And when you and the kids have worked up an appetite, visit the Little Mermaid dining experience where there will be three, yes, three different kinds of herring to enjoy. Whether you like your herring fried, pickled, or just as it comes raw off the bone, I give you my Lord David guarantee that you will enjoy this genuine Danish feast of fish. The perfect end to a day of herring-based fun.
0: Haring World is a Cayman Islands tax-free subsidiary of global digital retail and is fully owned by Lord David Price. Lord David accepts no liability for any activities that may be closed, unavailable, faulty or not as good as expected. And there may be necessary unadvertised and unexpected additional charges for rides and fees due to uncontrollable fluctuations in international tax rates and money-cleansing charges. Usual terms and conditions apply. Refunds are not available.
4: Hello, listeners, your favorite Scottish salmon entrepreneur, Lord David Price here. Have I got wonderful news for you, and it's tax deductible. I'm pleased to announce my new weekend breaks from North Essex to Denmark, and available exclusively through global digital retail. It's the most marvellous opportunity to enjoy Copenhagen, with its Little Mermaid, its waterside bars and cafes, its world-beating cuisine, and its globally appreciated and non-judgmental taxation regulations. Tours depart on Thursday nights with an overnight cruise aboard one of Europe's top North Sea trawlers from Harwich arriving as the sun rises over the fish-gutting sheds of Torsavn harbour on the Faroe Islands. From here, it's just a short hop over to North Romfjord fjord in Norway, always heated to a generous swimming temperature by the nearby nuclear power plant. And by the morning of day three, if you drive your hire car fast enough through the night, you'll be crossing into Copenhagen on that bridge from Malmö to Sweden. Finish your perfect weekend break with a quick rickshaw tour of the central square of Copenhagen. And then ride the brand new metro to the airport. And you'll be back on the red eye to Stansted Airport in time for your business meeting on Monday morning. Perfect. If you don't believe me, ask my accountant. I've seen the size of his new bolt hole here in the Cayman Islands he's living in with his Bulgarian wife, Shakira, and her three twin brothers. And I'll tell you, A place like that isn't available to someone who doesn't know their tax avoidance from their tax evasion.
0: Lord David Price's tours to Denmark are regulated by the Cayman Islands Tourist Board. In the unlikely event that fluctuations in the world's currency markets may make Global Digital Retail's profit margins unacceptably low, Lord David accepts no guilt for charging you more. Global Digital Retail accepts no liability for any acts of God, war, terrorism, police forces, border forces or ghostly forces. Any disputes will be referred to Sort It Out, Mate, a Syrian government-backed third-party arbitration service whose decisions will be final. Usual terms and conditions apply. Refunds are not available. we Big speak back of musicologies.
4: Hello, Lord David Price here with some wonderful news. Coming soon on my new Global Digital Retail Subscription TV channel is a new 18-part crime drama thriller set in the malevolently dismal and dangerous bleak landscape of some forgotten and remote small Danish town. It's winter and morose detective inspector Bacon is in a dark and morally complex mood as he contemplates the unending tension between the apparently still and bland life that appears on the surface of his small town life and the murder, misogyny, rape and racism that lies just underneath. Bacon is all too aware that being a policeman in this mix of bleak naturalism and disconsolate locations means that bad things can happen. Almost inevitably Bacon's sense of equality, social justice and liberalism is rocked as he undercovers dark secrets and hidden hatreds. Can he solve crimes whilst employing slow and melancholic stares out of a succession of big windows? So be sure to watch the Danish Bacon Mysteries on Global Digital Retail TV. Another great tax avoidance entertainment product from me, Lord David Price.
3: Med dem en aftaleaftale, der bier ikke noget snak om privatliv.
4: Men det er jo netop ikke privat sorg, det er jo lige præcis det. Regeringens krav om åbenhed er en professionel politisk beslutning, som udover at være en stor fed afledningsmanøvre for at vi alle sammen skal glemme at Thorsten har skidt i nellerne, gør det umuligt for vi give at beholde sit nye job.
3: You are listening to the range of AIDS minimized musical selections and the extraordinary market of things we need to hear.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: time to look in my mailbag for this week. Let's see. This one is from Martini Sharapova who says, "Adrian, I am here in the Stalingrad airport. I am about to fly to the England to see you. Could you send please 10,000 pounds for administration cost?" Well, whoops, I, <laughs> actually, I think that should be filed under personal. Anyway, yes, Martini, I'll send it when I get home. Anyway, here's another from uh, Mango Dread in Shrubend. He says, Please, Adrian, can you send me 10,000 sets of Cone Radio stickers and felt pens? Well, wow, Mango, what a peculiar request. They are virtually worthless, you know. Anyway, he continues... What I plan to do, aid, is sell them on eBay, and I will split the proceeds 50-50 with you. Okay, probably shouldn't have read that out on the air. Never mind, Uh, I'll be in touch, Mango. Always transparent, always looking for innovative funding. Award-winning radio.
2: Possible dream To fight the unbeatable foe To bear
0: with unbearable sorrow To run where the brave dare not go Okay, it's time to have a a rummage in the Musicology's mailbag for this week. What are we here? Ah, yes, an email from Linda Laura from Lagos. Let me see. Okay, so she writes, My husband was the finance minister of Nigeria, and he died in a plane crash in the north of the country, um, shot down by rascals. Mm. Okay. She says, I have seen your profile. I have one million pound I would like to give you. Can you give me your bank details? Please keep this secret. I may be assassinated and I know you are a kind man. Okay, well, she's very kind. Here is a text from Mango Dread in Shrub End and he tells me he has received the same email from Linda Laura and he says... I will give you half of the million pounds, aid, if we can do it all with your bank account. Well, <laughs> kindness all round today. I will send both of you a Cone Radio felt pen and sticker. Lovely people listening to absolutely lovely radio. To my rest, And the world will be better for this that one man, scorned and covered with scars, still strove with his last ounce of
2: courage to reach the unreachable stars.
0: Bill's Big Bag of Musicologies is a guppy production for
1: Cologne Radio and is committed to a varied, equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience.